So as a reminder, uh, during our Lenten season, we're walking through uh, this book, The Activated Disciple, uh, the uh, journal, journal, um, and uh, our homilies, Father Lay and I, are, are following the meditations in there. So you may remember last week uh, I preached the longest homily I've ever preached to you. Do you know that was 20 minutes? Jesus, help you. Um, but, uh, and that was on love. And uh, this week, we're to talk about uh, humility and forgiveness. Now, we just preached about humility four weeks ago. And it was, I assume you remember every word of it. It was the greatest homily ever given uh, on that topic. Uh, so we're instead going to focus on forgiveness, just with the reminder that there are few uh, things more important for a Christian than humility, uh, that you and I have to strive to be God and other-centered, to not make it all about us, yeah? but to instead live for God and for others. And it's hard to do. Uh, our instincts are always toward selfishness. But Jesus is always calling us to selflessness. And the irony, well, see, I'm going to give you a homily on humility. I'm going to stop. I'm not telling you the irony. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a look at forgiveness. And uh, I have a lot of stories where I was forgiven. Uh, I, innumerable. Uh, I am a uh, human uh, and I'm really good at sin. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm great at being selfish. If that could get me to heaven, I'm in. And that wounds people. Um, and it's tough. It's tough, isn't it? And at the same time, uh, I've also had to forgive. And I wasn't sure, like the two most powerful forgiveness stories I got are when uh, I was forgiven for uh, messing up an annulment. And I told you that story, but I don't know if you remember, but shortest possible version, I thought I mailed in an annulment and I didn't. I put all the forms in an envelope, I addressed it to the tribunal, and for some reason, I put it in the file. And as a result, I messed up a couple's plans for their future. And when I realized what I did, I was physically sick. I couldn't believe it. It was an honest mistake, but a horrible one. And he literally, when I told him, I, I, he said, I forgive you, Father. And I was like, yeah, but do you get, <laughs> you know, uh, I really, really messed this up. Father, I forgive you. And even later, I tried to bring it up uh, because I still felt bad. And his theme was, well, did you mail it in? Yeah. You know, okay, remember how I forgave you? We're done. Good stuff. But there was a, there's a story too, and it happened after I moved here. And my gosh, this is a long, dramatic story, and I'm not going to bore you with it. But when I was a kid, the bishop asked for a bunch of people, uh, my family included, to build a church on the uh, other side of Flint. And so we all sacrificed, we all, and we 
helped physically build it, right? We're, the, the, we're that kind of people. You don't hire a company to do what you can do, yeah? And I remember leaving school at the end. Uh, we were in middle school, and we would walk a quarter mile down to where the church was, and we'd help. Yeah, we'd, we'd carry bricks. We'd uh, work on the parking lot. I remember that was my favorite part because I could get covered in tar and feel like a real man, you know, come home. Yeah, sorry I'm late, Mom. I was uh, putting tar down, you know. So uh, we prayed there, a whole bunch of us, for two years, and then the bishop assigned a new priest who didn't like us very much. And we were uh, charismatic, right? And we had prayer meetings, and we had all this, and then one Sunday, the, the new priest got up and said that we all had to leave uh, the church we built. Uh, you people aren't welcome here. We don't want that kind of Catholic. And a long awful time of my life ensued. And uh, it's a small town, Montrose, and it felt like everybody was talking about us. And the reason it felt like it is, um, you know, because they were. It's Montrose, yeah. I could go on and on, but it was one of the worst stretches of my life. And I was a kid. I couldn't quite process it. All I could do was hurt. And, you know, years and years later, that was, gosh, I was in 8th through 10th grade when all this was going down. Uh, that priest died. And I'm a priest, so I get the email, right? Father so-and-so has gone to be with the Lord, which I thought was very optimistic. Um, <laughs> sorry, was that out loud? Uh, but I know if my mom was alive, we would be going to the funeral because she would tell us we are going to the funeral. And I did not want to go. And so I, I did go. And I got there and there's people kneeling and praying at his casket. And I knew I should, huh? And so I get over there and I kneel and I look at him and I thought, the Lord just did something in my heart. I said, I bet he did his best. I have no idea how many bad decisions I've made with the best of intentions. I pray my tail off. I try, right? They, they train us in theology and philosophy. And then they say, you're a pastor. Well, you're never going to be asked theological or philosophical questions, yeah? You're going to be asked budget questions. You're going to be asked organizing questions. You're going to be, oh, my sweet, fancy Moses. I've been a priest 25 years. I have no clue what I'm doing, yeah? I mean, <laughs> and my heart was just filled. And so I told him, I says, Padre, it's letting go day. And I hope Jesus gets you home. And I let go of all of it today. I don't want you judged for what you did to us. And I'm praying Jesus get you home. And if you get there, you better pray for me. Yeah? That was a completely awful side note. Uh, Bishop Earl walked up and went, oh my gosh, I read his file. I can't believe you're here. And I said, I'm just making sure he's dead. Uh, which, that's a true story. Uh, I almost got moved. <laughs> but... Uh, I think Bishop Earl died a little that day. Uh, but I told him, no, I said, all kidding aside, and I shared with him, it's letting go day, man. 
Someone's going to do this, I hope, at my casket. Joe, you messed up. You hurt me. I know you meant well, but it's letting go day. I hope someone does that for me. Forgiveness is a funny thing because I don't know if we even really know what it means. And that's why I think at least part of it, we have so much trouble with it. Like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, hey, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. And sometimes that's true. You know, I, I don't know. You broke a dish. I'm sorry. It's all right. But it's all right doesn't quite cover it sometimes. The pain's so deep. The wound is so defining. When we talk about forgiveness, we're not saying we don't hurt anymore. We're not saying it didn't hurt at the time. What we're saying is, you owe me a debt, and I'm not going to collect it. You're forgiven of the debt. Sometimes that debt is, I can't wait to describe in detail how much you mess me up. Yeah? And when we refuse to collect that debt, we stop having those conversations in our head. Well, I'm going to say this if I see them again. Or we don't have them out loud with that person. We understand that they get it as best they can in that moment. They understand they hurt us. And we say, I release you from the debt. It means not that we don't get smarter. Some people teach us to never trust them. And that's smart. Sometimes people teach us, you can trust me, even though I have failed, because I'm trying so hard. Forgiveness also means we say to God, don't collect that debt, because make no mistake, in the words of the book of Psalms, he's making a list and checking it twice, you know what I'm saying? And you're his kids, and when someone hurts you, she will see justice done. Make no mistake. But when we forgive, we say, Lord, don't collect that debt. And he won't. This is a part of what Jesus means when he says, pray for your persecutors. Love those who hate you. And we got to do it. Jesus doesn't say you should forgive. He doesn't say it's good for you to forgive. He says we have to forgive. And of course it's good for us. Look at our culture. We are less merciful all the time. You, I'm sure you've even seen this phenomenon now where they're saying, well, 20 years ago somebody said this and now they can't do that. As if we all haven't grown up a bit in the last 20 years. We are filled with anger and judgment because we don't forgive. And I think we don't forgive, A, because it's hard, and we're not good at what's hard, right? But I do think at least part of it is we don't understand what it means. So now you know what it means. And to do so has very little to do with our feelings. Remember how we talked about love last week and said it's an act of the will. I don't care what I feel. I'm going to live what I promised. 
I'm going to live what Jesus commanded. However I feel, as St. John Paul II said it, I'll act like I wish I felt. Well, it's the same with forgiveness. I can't change my feelings. But what I can do is refuse to act on what I feel and instead act on what I know. That I can't believe he forgave me. Because I killed him. How about you? We know what he did. And I don't know how often we think about it, like when we're squeakers, oh, Jesus died for us. And, and it's so sweet. But as we get older, do we get that? Do we get that God became human for a few reasons, but the one we're going to focus on today is this. That on Holy Thursday, which we're going to celebrate in just a few weeks, that after he washed feet that were going to run away from him, after he washed feet attached to a man who had sold him for 30 pieces of silver, after he washed feet of his best friend who was going to say the next day, yeah, I don't know the guy. Then he gave them all the gift of himself in the Eucharist. He told them, I know what's going to happen, quote, you're all going to leave me very much alone. And his response to that knowledge was, and so I'm going to wash your feet. And I'm going to give me to you, all of me, as best you can handle it. And then they went off to the, to the uh, Garden of Gethsemane, a place of mourning. And it says in scripture that Jesus started to roll on the ground and groan and sweat blood. And this wasn't fear. This was guilt. He'd never felt guilt before. And now he's feeling it. And not his guilt, he didn't have any. But my guilt, your guilt, it says in Isaiah 53, he took upon himself the guilt of us all. And he gathered all that horror to himself. He held it inside of him. And then we just tore him to pieces over the next 12 hours. And then we killed him. And when he died, our guilt died with him. Now, why did he do all that? Because he's crazy about you. Why did he do all that? Because all God wants is to be with you and sin and guilt get in the way. So he took it and he killed it. He reconciled himself to us. We had done all the sinning. He didn't do any. And he said, well, I'll solve the problem. And he got up there and said, it's all my fault. <laughs> if he'll do that for us, and as he's doing it, say, oh, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Then how can we not do that for each other? How can we refuse to show mercy? And to say, if nothing else, I bet you're doing your best. I'll bet, like me, at the end of the day, you look back and go, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. And then you, you pledge, I'll do better tomorrow. We have been shown insane mercy. Why would we hesitate? 
to show it to each other. So let's make this letting go week. Yeah? Not a week where we say, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. It didn't hurt. It's okay. But where we acknowledge the pain and we say, I'm not going to inflict that pain on anyone. And I'm not going to collect the debt. And Jesus, I'm begging you, don't collect the debt. I think we'll all be happier if we do this. It's hard to do. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But inside of you is the breath of God. And so you can do it. You can call on God, help me to forgive. And you might say, I don't even have the desire to forgive that person. Been there. So then here's your prayer. Are you ready? Lord, help me to want to forgive that person. Start there. He'll always meet you where you are. So that's our challenge, guys. And I wish it was easier. But it's, to me, as hard as love. Our nature is not to forgive. It's to file that away. It's to check that jersey. It's to remember. But today, he's saying, it's time to forgive. May Jesus bless our efforts to take the Spirit of God in us and forgive everyone who's hurt us and receive mercy for the people we've hurt. Amen? Amen. Okay.